so good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. It is so good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. I tell you what, after last year when we couldn't be in the house of the Lord, starting out this year, the fact that we can be in the house of the Lord, I am, I am rejoicing to say 2021, at least in terms of being here in the house, it's turned out okay. I don't know about you, but I couldn't stand being at home, <laughs> watching service, not being able to be here. So I'm, I'm grateful that we're here and that God is still moving and that he's in control and doing things. And I, I am so glad I was talking to, in fact, Sister Kelly, um, about the 40 days of fire. She said, I'm so excited that we're in 40 days of fire. It just makes me feel like we're starting the year out right. And I can tell you for me, I feel much the same way. And if you are not doing 40 days of fire with us, I encourage you to join in because um, it does make you feel like, you know, this is the best New Year's resolution is I'm going to make sure that my priorities are straight with the Lord, that my focus is on him and that nothing else is going to get in my way. Because I tell you what, there's certainly a lot of distractions in this hour. There are a lot of distractions. And so on bishops basically I mean it must be the mind of Christ that he's created a little sheet with um, sister Showstrand of being strong and courageous the sermon today is entitled strong and courageous <laughs> enduring with hope to the finish Enduring with hope to the finish. Amen? Amen. All right. Strong and courageous because, yes, today is Joshua 1, and so we're going to look at Joshua 1. So I'm forcing all of you, whether you've done the 40 days of fire or not, you're getting Joshua 1 today. Amen? Amen. All right. So Joshua 1, it's divided actually when you look at it into three sections, okay? So Joshua 1 is divided into three sections. And so the first section, and if you're taking notes, this will help you because when you're reading it, I find that if I understand what I'm reading, it helps me to absorb the message, okay? So the first section of Joshua 1 is Joshua 1, verse 1 through 9, okay? Joshua 1, verses 1 through 9. And that section is the Lord speaking to Joshua. Okay? That section is, is the Lord speaking to Joshua. Now, how do we know that? Well, let's read. Okay? So, Joshua 1 and 1. Now, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, so we already know this is God speaking to Joshua, okay? So this is what God said to Joshua. He says, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, thou and this people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. 
There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Be strong and of a good courage. For unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth but thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Have not I commanded thee? Be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. So that was what God said to Joshua. He said, and, and as you know, we've got three occasions when he gave Joshua a very firm directive. And he was, he was explaining to him, look, Moses is dead. And three times he says, be strong and be of good courage or be courageous. Now, you have to understand, because I was thinking about this, why would God have told Joshua three times to be strong and be courageous? Well, I think, first of all, we know the story of, of Moses' life. He was a prince of Egypt. He was. He, he ended up running for his life out of Egypt after he killed an Egyptian who was, who was abusive to one of the Hebrew children, one of, one of his own actual people. And so he's, he's run for his life. He's come out into the wilderness. He married a Midianite. He, he then is called back to Egypt. He sets the Israelites free through the Lord, but they cross the Red Sea. Miracle after miracle happens. I mean, Moses is the guy who goes up into the mountain to get the Ten Commandments. Moses is the guy who comes down and his face is so brilliant because of his communing with the Lord that he has to wear a veil because the people are like, just stunned by the brightness of Moses' face because he's been in direct communi communion with God. So Joshua was only Moses' minister. Joshua was not the one going up into the mountain. Joshua was not the one having his face shine. Joshua was simply like the vice president of the two of them. He was, he was not the head honcho. And so when you look at a man whose life was, I mean, he, he had his hands up and, 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 and the, the seas part. I mean, yes, it was the Lord, but think about how Joshua must have felt when Moses dies. Moses, the leader, is dead. I'm supposed to take over? What have I done? I'm supposed to fill those shoes 
But see, what God was saying is, you're not filling Moses' shoes. I am the one who's created the footwear. You can be strong and have good courage because I'm the one who is setting your direction. I'm the one who is setting you up for the success that you're going to have. This is not about fill, filling Moses' shoes. Any deficiency that you may feel that you have, don't worry. Be strong and be of good courage because I've got a plan. I'm going to lead you just like I led Moses. It's all going to be okay. So three times I'm going to remind you, you be strong and you be of good courage. Don't be afraid when things go look like they're going sideways. You be strong. Don't be dismayed when it looks like the enemy's surrounding you. You be of good courage. You be strong because I've got a plan. So you know what? Joshua, who was a man of faith, he heard what the Lord said. And that second section in Joshua is a direct Example of the fact that he did believe what the Lord was saying because that second section is Joshua then going and saying, okay, God, you told me this is what it's going to be. I'm going to go transmit this message to the people. So the second section in Joshua, and I'm not going to read you those verses. I'm just going to actually tell you what those verses, what, what that part is about. But that's Joshua 1 verses 10 through 15. Okay, so 10 through 15 is Joshua communicating the word that God gave him to the officers of the people. So he, he wasn't just standing out in front of the entire tribe of Israel going, this is the word of the Lord. Instead, he got some leaders from, from all the tribe. And he said, I'm going to tell you what God told me. Okay, and what he basically transmitted to them, and you know, you know what he never said? He never said, you look at it. Joshua never gave the message to the officers for them to be strong and be of good courage. He didn't say it to them. What he said was, we're going to the other side of Jordan, and some of the tribes, you've already got your inheritance on this side of Jordan. We're going to go to the other side, and we're going to fight for your brother's inheritance as well. So that then they get what they're supposed to have. And then, and, and you're going to leave your families and your tribes over here. So that we can help your brothers fight on this other side of Jordan. And until we win, you're not going back. We're, none of us are going back until we can all live in prosperity with the inheritance that God has promised us. We're going to do this together. We're all going. And, and, and so that's 10 through 15. That's Joshua saying, this is what we're going to do. We're going and we're going to be victorious. We're going to go to the other side of Jordan. We're not coming home until everybody can live in their land in prosperity and enjoy the inheritance of, of, of the victory and inheritance that God has promised. Okay? Now, the third section in Joshua is the officer's response to Joshua's word. Okay? So that's... 1, 16 through 18, and that takes us to the end of the chapter. Okay, so it says, And they answered Joshua, saying, All that thou commandest, we will do. And whithersoever thou sendest us, we will go. According as we hearkened unto Moses in all things, so will we hearken unto thee. Only the Lord thy God be with thee as he was with Moses. 
Whosoever he be that doth rebel against thy commandment and will not hearken unto thy words in all that thou commandest him, he shall be put to, to death. And then look at how they ended this out. Only be strong and of a good courage. Now, you know what that was? That was for Joshua. That was the officer saying to Joshua, be strong and be of good courage. And you know what that was? That was a confirmation that the word came from the Lord because God had said three times to Joshua, be strong and be of good courage. Joshua hadn't even said it to the officers, but when the officers turned around to him and said, we're going to do what you say, but Joshua, you remember, you be strong and of good courage. That had to, inside Joshua, stir something and say, you know what? God really does have my number. He really is looking out for me. I didn't even say that word, but I had that word given to me three times by the Lord. And now the officers. I'm coming before them and I, I'm a new leader. I don't know what I'm doing, but now they're telling me the same word that God gave me, which is be strong and be of good courage. He had to have felt victory in that moment. And you know what? It doesn't say that Joshua went and did a little dance, but I'm going to tell you what I think in his spirit, he was, he was running and, and saying, God is going to give us victory. Just like he did with Moses. We are going to conquer. We're going onto the other side of Jordan. We are claiming our inheritance this is all going to be okay and inside of him his faith grew that day the leadership that God had put on his shoulders the mantle that God had tried to say I'm putting on you I am resting on you in that moment it was confirmed that was confirmed by being strong and of good courage so four times in Joshua 1, that phrase is used. Four times. And I looked it up to make sure it is the same phrase in the, in the Greek and the Hebrew, and it is. Those two phrases, being strong and being of good courage, it is the same phrase used throughout. So it was no mistake that that was used by the officers to respond to Joshua's word. Amen. So... How do we obtain the same strength and courage that Joshua was told to have, to hold on to? How do we have that Joshua moment where we have the fortitude and the faith to say, this is not my land right here, but this is my land of promise over here. I'm believing by faith that even if I step into this unknown territory, that God is going to be with me. How do we get that strength? Well, I can tell you, it's not on our own steam. It is not on our own steam. I, in, in the world, the way that we often try to get things done, and I can tell you from my own personality, I feel like if I work harder, I'll achieve better results. Same thing with fitness, for those of you who are into exercise. If you want to be very fit, do you do more? exercise and working out or less? We all know the answer. More. It has to be. And I, I can tell you, I've known people who in their younger days, they would lift weights and lift weights and lift weights and lift weights. And you saw them, they would be big bodybuilder types. And if they stop, have you seen what they look like when they stop? 
it doesn't translate quite the same when you stop. <laughs> you got to keep it going or something happens to the, 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 the look that you had. <laughs> not quite the same thing. It's not the Charles Atlas body you were going for. You may not know who Charles Atlas is. That's okay. Okay. The point is you got to do more from a physical sense, right? That is not the way that it works in the spiritual world. You can't figure out on your own steam, if I do 22 push-ups today, God is going to give me the strength and courage that I need for the day. It's just how that's going to work. I'm going to get up this morning and I'm going to do 110 jumping jacks and I will be able to say, booyah, devil. You can't come against me. I did my 110 jumping jacks. I'm prepared for you. That's just not how it works. And I've had people who say, but what if we are doing, 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 Like, okay, so you know what? I'm going to burn myself out for the Lord. I am going to bring meals to the hungry. I'm going to feed all the impoverished. I'm going to collect food stamps for everybody who needs them. Just tell me what to do. I will vacuum the floors at church. I will clean the toilets. Just give me the list. I'm ready. The list is, I'm ready. I'm ready. And I'm going to be so strong in the Holy Ghost. That's not how that works either. What does the Bible say? Not by might, nor by power. In fact, it's my scripture. Zechariah 4 and 6. Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. We have to, when you are trying to get strong and when you're trying to build your courage in the Lord, you cannot say, I'm going to do this on my own. I can figure this out on my own. You have got to be willing to submit yourself to the Holy Ghost and say, God, I need you to fill me up. I need you to take whatever it is that's deficient within me and gird me up. And if I'm weak somewhere, I need you to strengthen my weakness. And God, wherever I'm strong, make sure that I'm solid in that area too because this is the hour where I need every little bit that I can and if it's a protein shake in the Holy Ghost give it to me God because I want to be prepared for whatever battle comes my way but it's not by my strength it's not by my power it's only by his spirit so what is that power Acts 1 and 8 but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. You know, there is something that in the Holy Ghost, when you, when you get up here and you say, I'm going through things and I may not be able to tell it all, 
but I'm going to submit my life and my spirit right now to God because I need to be filled. Something inside of me is messed up. And you know, I've had people say, and I'm, I'm, I'm the same way. I don't like to cry. It's not my favorite thing. But when you are willing to open up yourself and say, God, I just have to pour out the river inside of me to you because I need you to cleanse what's happening in me. I need you to deal with this inside of me. I need you to give me the strength and the courage to face the next day. He does it. He fills you up. He cleans you out and all of that inside of you. There are times where I don't even realize it's in me. I'm just living my day and I don't even know. I'm going to tell you, this, this for me has been my, the sermon for me, being strong and being of good courage because I'll tell you what, many of you, some of you know, some of you do not know, many of you don't know. I recently, I had to, ju- I just finished my last course of medicine. I had six or seven canker sores inside my mouth. I have never in my life had six or seven canker sores all at one time. That's ridiculous. For those of you who don't know what they are, it's painful little ulcers inside your mouth. And you know why they say you get them? From stress. I have nothing to be stressed about. Why would you say stress, doctor? You ask, am I stressed? Well, it has been 2020, and now we're in 2021, and I'm not yet seeing a huge difference. This is the hour that we're living in. And look, I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm the one going to the Lord saying, God, you got to help me. I'm feeling anxious today. I'm doing that. And yet my body is still responding to all of the circumstances that are around me saying, whoa, you're, you're, you're losing it. I guess. (laughs) But you know what? It's not my control that can help what's going on. I I don't have the ability to change anything that is happening in the world around me. I don't have the ability to change what's happening in my own day-to-day life. Because that's only God who can say, I'm going to look at that storm and I am going to creatively make something beautiful. You know, people talk about how was the earth created? And I've heard a lot of people say it was from a big bang. It was from something that was majorly destructive. You know what? I don't know how the earth was created. I just know that God did it. Did he do it as a result of a big bang or some other problem? I have no idea, but he did it. Okay. But this is what I will say. What I do know about God is he is the only one who can create something amazing out of chaos. So you can say to yourself, my life is nothing but chaos. My situation is all tangled up and wadded up and in knots. And you know what I can say to you? I know a God who can pull that just right string and have something so beautiful that you would never even know that it had been all knotted up. 
So don't tell me your situation is too chaotic for the God who has masterfully commanded the seas and the oceans to swirl and stay in their place. Don't tell me that your situation is beyond God's ability to look into it and go, I see this storm, but I'm going to creatively have something happen on the other side. The rainbow at the end will be the sign that I haven't forgotten you. Don't tell me that God cannot see whatever it is that you're going through and say, I am still here to make you strong and courageous until the end. Clap your hands to the Lord. <laughs> Romans 15 and 13. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. You see, when you are using the power of the Holy Ghost for your strength and for your courage, you are not anxious. Your body may say you are, but I'm going to tell you what your spirit is saying. I have all joy and I have all peace because I believe and am abounding in hope through his power. My body may fail me, but my spirit is on fire. I'm on fire. I have peace. I have hope. I have joy because I know my victory has already been told, foretold, and decided. I know it. I don't care if I make it to heaven crawling through the gate. Amen. I'm in. This body may be destroyed. You, you say, you know, what if you're riddled with cancer? What? I'm riddled with cancer to the gates of glory. Death is not the end for us. There is life on the other side. There is life on the other side. There is life on the other side. There is nothing that can hold you back when you are saying, I am getting my strength and I'm getting my power from Jesus Christ. He gave his blood so that there would be nothing on this earth that could hold you down or keep you from the promise that he made for you. Clap your hands to the Lord. Sometimes it's simply we have to recognize the landscape of our promise. I'm going to say that again. Sometimes it's that we have to recognize the landscape of our promise. The desert has life in it. I'm going to say that again. The desert has life in it. Isaiah 35. The wilderness and the solitary place shall be glad for them. And the desert shall rejoice and blossom as the rose. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice even with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given unto it. The excellency of Carmel and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord and the excellency of our God. Strengthen ye the weak hands and confirm the feeble knees. Say to them that are of a fearful heart, be strong, fear not, 
Behold, your God will come with vengeance, even God with a recompense. He will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap as in heart and the tongue of the dumb sing. For in the wilderness, in the wilderness, in the wilderness shall waters break out and streams in the desert. And the parched ground shall become a pool, and the thirsty land springs of water in the habitation of dragons, where each lay shall be grass with reeds and rushes, and an highway shall be there, and a way, and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for those, the wayfaring men, though fools shall not err therein. No lion shall be there, nor any ravenous beast shall go up thereon. It shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with songs and everlasting joy upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Let me tell you what. There are times when you may say, I am living in a desert situation. I am having a situation where all I can see is sand for miles and all around me are nothing but dragons. I'm going to tell you what, what God said is even in that place, in that desert land where you say, I can't see anything. God, good. God is preparing an oasis experience. He's saying, even from that dry earth, I will create springs that will bu bubble up to refresh you. I'm going to create waters and fountains and where you saw nothing but wasteland, I saw I see victory. I see fruitfulness. I see your end that is already promised. Sometimes you have to look at the landscape and say, this is still a promised land. The desert has life in it. I know some of us have gone through situations in 2020 and before and even 2021. And I know that it has felt like a wasteland. But I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost, God. God has prepared rivers and streams to refresh your soul. He has prepared a table before you in the presence of your enemies. And your cup is supposed to overflow. Don't sit back in the place where you're at and refuse to see the water that is right within reach. It's right there. You just have to grab it. Be strong and courageous. Fear not. You say, I see the dragons. In this land, the dragons, they can be right there, but they ain't going to touch me. 
There may be dragons, but they do not have claim over me. This is my promise. The landscape of my promise. The desert has life. And you must remember our strength. It comes from his strength and it's the one thing that will keep us standing until the end. Ephesians 6, 10. Finally, my brethren, you can all stand. This is the end. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all, to stand. If there ever was a day when we have to remain standing, that day is today. God didn't say, I want you to put on your armor so that you can rush into the battle. He said, the battle is mine, thus saith the Lord. He just said, I want you to stand. He said, I want you to put on the whole armor of God that you may withstand the enemy. He didn't say, put on the whole armor so that you can go out and get in the enemy's face. He said, I want you to put it on so you can stand. And having done all, stand. Now, I don't know about you, but I can tell you, this is my year that I am saying, I'm claiming strength and I'm claiming courage. And if my body fails me, and if, if next week I tell all of you I can't even speak because I've got 20 canker sores in my mouth, you know what I'm going to still say in my spirit? I'm not anxious for anything. My body may say it is, but you know what? God is my victory. He is my strength. He is my courage. He is my power. He is the one who's going to take me to the finish line. Will you just raise your hands and praise the Lord right now? Thank you, Jesus, for your mercy and your grace. Thank you, God, for your word. Thank you for your strength and your power. Thank you for your courage for us in this hour, Jesus. We praise your name. Thank you, Jesus.